Welcome to Crime Culture. That's Haley. That's Caitlin. This is Crime Culture. <laughs> I never know how to start it. I hate it. I know. It's really weird. It's like it's like trying to... Maybe this is my inner introvert, and it's like pretty deep down there because I'm kind of an extrovert, but I never know how to start a conversation with people, and I feel like it's like that. I don't like it when it's forced. No. Like and you push two people together, and you're like, now talk. Yeah. Talk about something for an hour. Uh... Anyway, but yeah, something's something's all fucked up with my microphone. You're gonna be able to hear lots of motorcycles outside for some reason. That's fine. Because I love motorcycles. Today's today's the day they decided to travel out. <laughs> I thought it was raining by you. No, it's actually pretty nice right uh, now. Oh well, then Snapchat lied or not Snapchat. Um, Instagram stories lied to me. That's true. And that was the weather. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So, you wanted to start with a little bit of a correction section? Yeah, real quick correction section. First of all, heard it from a few of you. I know that I butchered Robert Burdella's hometown. I know this. I have it written down. Apparently, it is Cuyahoga Falls. Cuyahoga Falls. I think you said it right later on in the episode, though. But once is not enough, Haley. It's not enough for me. It's not enough for them. It's not enough for anybody. Another quick correction section. Back when we were doing the Ted Bundy tapes, um, this comes from our listener, Josh, specifically. Uh Um, And you'll be hearing about Josh later, I'm sure. But um, he... Why? Did he murder someone? Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Is that what the episode is about? And today we're going to talk about... I would love to have a listener. No, no. I just thought about what I said and I didn't want to say it. (laughs) Not on mic. Not on mic. (laughs) elliot delete that um Um, no so josh reached out to us and he was listening to the ted bundy tapes and on that episode our review episode if you haven't listened check it out because we get we go deep but um we say that we're on a bunch of hosting sites but we note that we are not on podbean so here's the thing turns out long story short we are on podbean (laughs) Short yeah. story longer, so how, for those who want to know, for those who care how this whole thing works, when you submit your podcast via your RSS feed to a hosting site, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or Google Play or Stitcher or what have you, or Podbean in this case, um, they then are like, okay, we have your request, we'll get back to you. Sometimes they'll tell you when, most of the time they don't, because fuck us. Um, and they'll be like, you'll receive a confirmation email if... You are you get accepted. Yes, if you if your request is accepted. So we never got a confirmation email. So we were like, all right, well, fuck us, I guess. Podbean didn't want us. Maybe they have too many true crime like podcasts. Maybe our RSS Impossible. feed. Yeah, I know, I know. But like, maybe they're wrong. But um, I shouldn't say that because we're on it. Um, hey. But regardless, regardless, Josh just DM'd us the other day and was like, oh, honey, no. And I was like, oh, honey, yes, we are on Podbean. So we just never got a confirmation. So we never knew. But hi, Podbean. Love you. Once once you submit to iTunes, I think a lot of other um, like smaller hosting websites just pull from iTunes. Yeah, we're on like an FM, like some like not last FM, but something along those lines. But we're on like iHeartRadio or something like that. We are. I think so. I thought we Uh, I thought I I iHeartRadio said no. I, don't I know, know this I is all wrong. super fascinating to everybody. Yeah, like, so let's oh, just jump into the episode. Once I listen, <laughs> once I listen to your episode on iTunes, then I'm going to listen on iHeartRadio and then on Spotify and then yeah. on Stitcher, so um, I can get an immersive experience. Long story short, it's Cuyahoga, and also we're on Podbean. Podbean, yes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so to this week's episode, uh, we're going back to the cryptids mm-hmm. because I don't care if you like them because I love them. I mean, I'm a so, fan. Yeah, so... Uh, Is we're this kind of in honor of the whole, like, Lorraine Warren dying thing that we chose to do a cryptid? Or did you just uh, decide to do nope, a cryptid? That was that was on the schedule always. Well, never but, mind. Um, I gave you an option, too. Like, you could have just easily been like, yes, yes, it was. Lorraine Warren but, didn't uh, investigate cryptids. She investigated ghosts and demons. Wouldn't demons be considered cryptids? No. I will we will do an episode on cryptozoology so I can just tell you information. 
Yeah. Um, but this week's episode, sorry, there was like a hair attached to me. Anyway. That's okay. I just like leaned as far away from the mic as my body would allow so I could burp. So. I, I heard it anyway. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not in my regular outfit. I'm usually podcasting in my pajamas, but today I'm wearing like actual clothes and I'm just off my game right now. I just realized that makes a lot of sense because I normally wear sweatpants and I'm in jean shorts and I was like, why am I so uncomfy and restricted? It's because of the jean shorts. It's the jorts, guys. Yeah. Fucking jorts. Um, it's hay so fever. Talking about- yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Again. Five minutes in. We're talking in. about, um, the Mothman. Yes. And, uh, yeah. So jumping right into it are you gonna get into why it's mothman and not mothwoman um are we assuming like the moth's gender not even the moth's gender like i guess but are we just assuming that like a moth woman cannot be as like terror terror terrifying yes well (laughs) my brain wanted to say terrifying my mouth wanted to say terrorizing Good. So the description of the Mothman is it's man-like in stature. So I guess like you know what women can be man-like. Look curvy. at Brienne of Tarth. I guess I don't Fuck know. Fuck your chicken Th- strips. This was this is coming from the 1960s. This description, this original description. So right. they described oh, the Mothman as man-like in stature, often walking on two hind legs, and the color often varies uh, somewhere between like gray and brown or black, uh, depending on who's telling the story. But one of the main aspects of the Mothman that everyone pretty much says across the board is that it has glowing red eyes, and one witness uh, described the eyes as, quote, red like you never saw red, end quote. So colorblind. That person was colorblind. Like the most red of red. That person, that they're so red that a colorblind person sees it and is like, yep, that's fucking red. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it also, uh, the Mothman will range between six and eight feet tall with an eight to 15 foot wingspan. And he's primarily seen at night. He's, he sounds like every girl's ideal Tinder match. Yeah. I love an eight foot wingspan. I mean, yeah, I was hot. I, I mean, well, isn't it, isn't your wingspan the same as your height? Um, for humans or is that an old wives tale? I don't think so, because <laughs> my dad has uh, really long arms, and uh, guys at work make fun of him and call him Olangatan. All right, but that implies that, first of all, <laughs> took me a second for that to register. That's really fucking funny. It's my last um, name's Langan, everybody. Yes. <laughs> if you didn't read the, uh, the uh, that's picture, that's, is that on our cover art? That's amazing, and I'm going to call him that the next time I Olangatan. see him. Olangatan. Um, But no, that implies, though, that that is abnormal, which is why, again, I pose the question. And for those who can answer this for me, please go ahead. Like, isn't your wingspan the same as your height? I know we're talking about... I will test that when we are off mic. I'm going to say that I know that we're talking about, in this Mothman's sense, like, his wings, his actual wings, and not his arms. Um, And I'm going to pretend that I knew that the entire time, and I didn't just realize it halfway through my question. But, um, yeah. Yeah, right. All right. Um, so the Mothman has been seen, um, primarily in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. That's kind of where the, uh, legend has started. But more recently, he's been sighted, um, as of April through July of 2017 in Chicago. Ooh, he a Travelocity yes. Mothman. Yes, he traveling. Ooh. So he got that millennial believe- travel bug. I guess so. Some believe that the Mothman is just a large owl because of the large eyes and it only being seen at night. An eight-foot owl. Hey, hey. Others speculate that it could be a mutant sandhill crane. Because of the height and the large wingspan, sandhill cranes usually have, like, up to a ten-foot wingspan. And also because one of the sightings, uh, one of the most well-known sightings, um, was in a space called the TNT area, which was used as an ammunition manufacturing site in World War II. And on that site, there are a bunch of bunkers that leaked toxic chemicals into the nearby McClintic Wildlife Area. This is in West Virginia. And um, one thing that's kind of weird, though, is that there was never any official reports of 
sandhill cranes in that area during that time so if people are saying yeah this is a mutant sandhill crane well where are the regular sandhill cranes to show that they even inhabit this type of area right yeah okay that makes a little bit of sense like i still feel like if we're gonna go the mutant route then we should just go full mutant and be like it's one of the x-men but okay I can Both understand that being cool somewhat plausible. Right? Like, I mean, I think he'd fit in. I could I yeah. would watch like a Deadpool movie with Mothman. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, so folklorist uh Jan Harold Brunvend notes that the Mothman has been widely covered in popular culture and uh some sightings are connected to UFOs that people have claimed. And others claim that um the military storage site is the Mothman's quote-unquote home. But Brunvin notes that uh, recountings of the 1966-1967 Mothman reports usually state that at least 100 people saw the Mothman, uh, with many more um, afraid to report their sightings. But um, they were observed with written sources and stories consistent with that of children's books or sensationalized or undocumented accounts that fail to quote identifiable persons as being the witnesses to this. Mm-hmm. Um, Brunvin found elements in, uh, in common among many Mothman reports and um, with much older folk tales, which may have suggested that some people are triggered um, and scared and, it's become woven in with existing folklore. So they're seeing something. They don't really know what it is, but they hear these stories of something that's similar to what they saw. And it's kind of just building upon this existing folklore. Uh, He also records that anecdotal tales of Mothman supposedly attacking roofs of parked cars uh, that have teenagers in it. It could be one of those things like we talked about with the hook legend. Right. It's like, teenagers going to go necking i believe is the uh the phrase we used it's the Uh, it's it's the phrase that i love personally so i have we keep using it so like it like we talked about i think it was in the texarkana phantom episode so to create this kind of urban legend to scare kids away from uh going somewhere to park late at night is like this thing will get you right um, but conversely, Joe Nickel says that a number of hoaxes followed uh, the pu- publicity generated by the original reports. And um, one of the original reports, as I'll talk about, is um, a group of grave diggers that saw it first in 1966. Okay. But um, some hoaxes came up about, and there was a group of construction workers who tied flashlights to helium balloons to uh, create something that people would report. Oh um, my God. Yeah. So, uh, he's okay. a Mothman reports, uh, have come in as pranks, uh, misidentified planes. Um, somebody, uh, said they saw the Mothman. It was actually a barred owl, an albino owl. And, um, some suggest that the Mothman's glowing eyes are actually the red eye effect caused from the reflection of light from flashlights or other bright light sources that happen with owls. Like if you shine a a light straight in their eyes, it'll seem red reflecting back at you. Um, Oh, that's yeah. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. That's cute. And uh, the Mothman's mostly seen at night. So that could be an explanation. But another weird thing is this area lies outside of the snowy owl's usual range, much like the Sandhill crane. So it would be weird if there was a mutant one of these, but no original colony of this type of bird there. Huh. Like, any, like, okay. So no one's ever seen a snowy owl there during the day. So now they see a mutant snowy owl at night. I was going to say, yeah, like that makes sense. But like, again, like, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Suspending my disbelief. Go ahead. That's just (laughs) some of the, some of the speculation of what the Mothman could actually be. Okay. So as for the sightings, uh, the first sighting was actually on November 12th, 1966 my birthday but many years before yes so five grave diggers in clendenin west virginia uh, they said that they saw a man-like figure flying above their heads but that's all the report actually said all right i've looked on many sources 
And lots of uh, the reports of this just say the date. There was a bunch of grave diggers in this one town in West Virginia. They saw a guy flying above their heads. Which could that have been was anything. Original... Could have been Icarus. Could have been George of the Jungle. Could have been a trapeze yeah. artist. Like, I mean, okay. Who's to know? Not me. Um, so that was the original report. But just a few days later, the most famous Mothman sighting was reported. On November 15th, two Point Pleasant couples, Roger and Linda Scarberry, and Steve and Mary Mallet, told local police that a large gray creature with glowing red eyes and a 10-foot wingspan followed them as they drove along the road. During the next few days, other people reported similar sightings, and two volunteer firemen who said they saw uh, what they thought was a large bird with red eyes... Um, Mason County Sheriff George Johnson commented that he believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron that he termed, I believe it's shite poke. <laughs> S-H-I-T-E-P-O-K-E. I, I, I mean, that's a name. That, that, sure. fir- that first <laughs> syllable is indeed shite. I know that much. I, I don't know a lot about Midwestern towns. I don't know a lot about pretty much any town, but I do know shite when I see it or hear it. Shite poke, right? Shite, shite's my like. I anything that's, that's the a, sheriff. Anything that's like a swear or a derivative of a swear word, I know it. So I know sh- I know shite <laughs> is correct. The, um, the poke part. This, the jury's still out. Spelled p o k e poke. I mean, for all intents and purposes, know. but I mean Cuyahoga. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, so one sighting reported by Salem, West Virginia resident Newell Partridge told of a strange pattern that he saw on his TV one night. Um, I guess could be attributed to your satellite malfunctioning. I don't know. Um, but it was followed by a strange sound that was just outside of his home. So he shined a flashlight towards the direction of the noise and supposedly witnessed two red eyes resembling bicycle reflectors that were looking back at him. And this anecdote remains popular in the Mothman mythology, especially because it resulted in the disappearance of his dog, supposedly at the grips of the Mothman. Oh. Yeah. Oh, why do the puppies have to get involved? I know, I don't like it when the puppies are I don't involved. like it's it when the puppies... Like, can we make, like, a pact here and now, like, as a true crime community, for the murder community, because I'm sure there is one that we don't know about... All of it. I don't want to. I don't want to lump us in with the murder community. No, no, no. I'm saying like, can the murder community join with us on this pact that like we leave the doggies out of it? We leave the puppies alone. Like, I mean, I'd get on board with that. Let's. I'm I'm on board with it. I was going to say, I'm no murderer, but like, I feel like that's a reasonable request. You can still kill people. Just please don't kill the dogs. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, dogs are better than people. I mean, dog is just God backwards. It's true. Coincidence? Sewn on a pillow recently? Boom! Conspiracy! (laughs) All dogs are God. Yes. Um, So the Mothman has been attributed to some tragedies, and some people think that he's um, warning of tragedies, or that um, he is kind of the the common denominator behind some some bad things that have happened. And he's the cause of it. So, uh, I think the very first one and the uh, most famous one would be the Silver Bridge tragedy. And the Silver Bridge was built in 1928, and it connected the towns of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and Galopolis, Ohio, I think. I don't know, but that Uh, sounds like a fun fucking name. (laughs) Right? On December 15th, 1967, it crumbled into the Ohio River during rush hour and killed 46 people without warning. Oh, that's less fun. Yeah, it was one of the worst catastrophes um, in American history at the time. Wow. I'm glad that you said at the time, but like still, wow. That's yikes. That's a a big yikes. Yeah, you don't really hear too much of bridges collapsing just because. No. Usually it's in conjunction with uh, like a tsunami or uh, earthquake or something like that. But this like it was rush hour. I I don't know about the weather, but it seemed like it was fine, and then all of a sudden, boom. boom. Yeah. I'm, though Terrifying. you know, when now that you mention that, I don't remember where I heard this. Um, for those in the New York area, I think I I heard it around when they were replacing the Tappan Zee Bridge, which was mm-hmm. twenty five years. Haley, correct me if I'm wrong. Overdue for replacement, something like that. It was it yeah. was 
well overdue. Apparently, that is very common. That like yeah, so our there infrastructure are only, is not great. <laughs> well, not only that, but there are so many. There are only so many bridge inspectors, for lack of a better word, um, to go around, and there are so many bridges. So a lot mm-hmm. of them fall by the wayside and like don't get inspected and like one month late turns into like two years late turns into like 25 years late so i wonder if that could have been because the infrastructure keeps getting like there's a reason why they replace bridges they they can't take that much wear and tear over a certain amount of time so i wonder if that could have had anything to do with why that bridge collapsed well i think it was um the mothman well, that's what people are saying. Oh, my but God. It was only a, let's see here. It was a 39-year-old bridge. Wow. So, not that old. Not um, that old. But, inv- but how long, hang on, I'm going to look up while you keep talking to see how long bridges are supposed to, for lack of a better word, live. Yeah. Lifespan so investigators, of bridge. <laughs> investigators blame the poor design of the bridge's structure and the excessive loads that it was never meant to carry. Um, it was determined that the entire bridge fell apart because of the failure of one single link. Oh, yeah. And you're right. The average lifespan of a highway bridge is about 70 years. Yeah, that's because you're building it to be a highway bridge. This was this bridge was never built to carry the amount of weight that it was carrying. So that's why it collapsed. But Mothman sightings came to a stop after the bridge collapsed leading the theory that the Mothman and the bridge disaster were directly related. Some claim that to have spotted the Mothman near the bridge just before it fell into the river, and this theory was heightened by the 1975 book The Mothman Prophecies by John Keel. Keel researched the Mothman phenomenon during the months prior to the, to the disaster and believed supernatural forces were at work in the area of Point Pleasant at the time. The book would later spawn the film of the same name in 2002. And if the Mothman and the Silver Bridge collapse are connected, what could that even mean? If uh, if the Mothman warns of a disaster, or is he uh, causing the disaster? Yeah, threatening, of the di- like, threatening the disaster. Yeah. So I don't this know, was, maybe he just don't like bridges. This was kind of the first one. This was 1967. So... On April 26, 1986, in the Soviet Union, the world's uh, worst nuclear disaster occurred when an explosion took place during the routine system test of Reactor 4 at the Chernobyl uh, nuclear plant, and the nearby town of Pripyat. Don't look at me. Uh, we do have listeners from Russia, and yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it. Please help but, us. Anybody um, who's from Russia, if you're if you're... An expat from Russia, if you are in Russia currently, if you've been to Russia, if you were adopted from Russia, if you know the town name, if if you you know how to pronounce things, if you just really like Russia, Pootie, if you're listening, like if you want to help us out, doubt it. Trump, if you're listening, we know you know Russian. Anyway, (laughs) so the nearby town uh, served as the base for first responders, but it was later evacuated due to the president's. presence of harmful radiation everybody hear that i did that (laughs) so in the decades following the disaster uh rumors flew around on cryptozoology inclined corners of the internet that chernobyl workers and residents um saw a bizarre winged creature flying over the town on numerous occasions in the days prior to the explosion a few workers at chernobyl also allegedly saw the same creature hovering over the plant even stranger, those who claimed to have seen the creature were reportedly plagued by nightmares and harassed by incessant, threatening phone calls uh, afterwards. Many claim that the creature resembled a man-like bird with red eyes, and some came to refer to it as the Black Bird of Chernobyl. Ooh, um, that sounds that sounds ominous. I like that. Yeah. So it's the same description as the Mothman, but is this the same uh, the same creature, or is it in the same family? Is it like people talk about bigfoot saying that there's more than one bigfoot is there more than one mothman now i mean if they can procreate i don't i think it's it's like the whole we're stupid to think that there isn't life beyond earth because yeah why wouldn't there be like how could it i feel like that could go the same like again it depends on like if you believe in the mothman and the um the the bigfoot i'm sorry um, we've been infiltrated. I don't know if you can hear. 
other cats? Felix hid under the bed, and Good. now he is purring into the mic and just batted at the pop filter, but dodges me every chance he gets. I heard the bat. I did not hear the purse. <laughs> yeah. Felix doesn't like the pop filter. Felix doesn't like much. Good. But yeah. He so- just wants to hear about Mothman. Sit down, Felix. <laughs> Let me tell you about the Mothman. <laughs> sit down. Sit down for your aunt. So according to cryptozoological author and owner of the cryptozoo... Oh, no. uh, what? Sorry, he batted at the pop filter again. I'm sorry. Oh. So um, He doesn't trust it. <laughs> uh, Lauren Coleman, owner of the cryptozoology museum in uh, Portland, Maine, that I've been to. And I think he was actually working there at the time that oh. I was there. But um, he's like a big deal in the cryptozoology uh spheres of the world like he he's like the zach baggins and- of cryptozoology uh, all right <laughs> i'm just asking it's a question i don't know who that is of ghost adventures don't know oh no i don't watch a lot of ghosty things we might have to get a divorce okay, okay. so um he says that it wasn't uh the mothman or a mutant crane or stork or something um in 2010 he said that reports of the chernobyl mothman were entirely based on fictional accounts from the 2002 mothman prophecies movie he said quote the chernobyl story the galveston hurricane mothman tie-in and other examples uh given in the 2002 movie were pure fiction right after the movie was released Yeah. Right after the movie was released, various websites posted the Chernobyl Mothman reports as factual. But Mm. there is not one thread of evidence that any winged, he says winged Winged. weirdies. Oh, I like that better. Winged winged weirdies. Winged weirdies? Can can we please? Winged. Uh, Were witnessed uh, before the Chernobyl accident, but uh, it's a bit of movie fiction that has unfortunately moved into pseudo-factoid cryptozoology. End quote. Very interesting. Seems like a reasonable guy. Yeah, that seems like I would believe that and I would believe him over other stuff. Yeah. And once again, going to plug his uh, museum, the International Museum of Cryptozoology, I believe is the name of it. It's in Portland, Maine, and it's awesome. It's also by a brewery. So go have a drink. Go look at some cryptids. It's a fun time. Yeah, no, that sounds fun. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, the next attack, well, witness of, uh, the Mothman right before an attack was, um, following the 9-11 terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center, uh, rumors emerged that witnesses reported seeing a large crane-like figure in the vicinity of the towers five days prior to the attack. Um, it had been 31 years since any such sighting of the Mothman was seen in North America. On the day of the horrific attack, Mothman was reported to have appeared again, some claiming that they could see his face through clouds of smoke and debris. Oh, I think please. that's people doing that's people doing a real reach. I mean, it, honestly, better than being like it was the Muslims. I mean, yeah, I'd rather them blame some I'd rather I'd rather them blame than, Yeah, I'd rather them blame fucking Mothman than uh, an entire an enti- religion of yeah, an entire people religious that had sect. nothing to do with it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there was another sighting of Mothman noted at a bridge collapse. Um, at rush hour on August 1st, 2007, a bridge on Interstate 35 in Minneapolis, Minnesota gave way at its center. And 13 people died and nearly 145 were injured during its fall. Reports trickled in that the Mothman-like figure started uh, appearing at the bridge about a month prior to its collapse. And skeptics dismissed the creature um, as a large heron or crane, but some Mothman believers began to theorize that the Mothman could possibly be a paranormal entity rather than a cryptid, that he could arrive and warn people of impending danger. Um, And why wouldn't he do anything, though? He's just there to say, maybe hey, he just wants to watch this the is world gonna burn. happen. Maybe but you can't change anything. Maybe, maybe he's not Mothman. Maybe, maybe he is from the future and he knows this shit's already gonna happen. And he's in his little futuristic like wingsuit thing. He's actually a person, but he's just like, I gotta just like watch and make sure that this shit happens. I guess I don't know. And then people see him and he's like, oh fuck, I'm caught. If people can suspend their disbelief, then he could. He, you know, like I can suspend this. I can't. What? Talk. Yeah, that's. 
think I, I think I just had a seizure. Um, <laughs> I got lots of problems. Anyway, I got lots uh, of problems, guys. Jumping into the pop culture side of things, because there's a lot. So, um, in Point Pleasant, they held the first annual Mothman Festival in 2002. And that's when a 12-foot-tall metallic statue of the creature, created by artist and sculptor Bob Roach, uh, unveiled it in 2003. Wait, Bob so who? the year after. Bob Roach. So, Roach created Monument for Moth? Wow. Mm. What a way to think of it. Ooh, conspiracy. <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah. yes. Roachman made a homage to mothman you heard it here it's folks, spelled guys. roach i don't know if it's breaking pronounced news no i went to high school with the kid whose last name was roach and it was pronounced roach i feel All like right. i feel like that's different i feel like that's the least of our worries i feel like we're overthinking it if we're worrying about mispronouncing roach all right all right um so in addition the mothman museum and research center opened in 2005 and it's run uh at the time i could find information for by jeff wamesley and the festival is a weekend-long event held the third weekend of september and there's a variety of events that go on during the festival such as guest speakers vendor exhibits and a mothman pancake eating contest wait where is this this is in point pleasant west virginia i was interested before but then you said pancake eating contest and i'm so there yeah and also i do really want to (laughs) go No, like, uh, I know also, you want to go for that reason, for, like, Mothman reasons. I'll go for yep. pancake reasons. Cool. Like, Let's if we've it. learned anything in this year that we've been podcasting, it's that I'm very food motivated. Good. I'm I'm here for that. Oh, that reminds yes. me, quick aside to our Venezuelan and Argentinian listeners. Um, I did have empanadas yesterday. Just wanted to let Good. you know, because we've discussed on various Your love of platforms my love of empanadas, and I just wanted to share my love with the world and let them know that i did indeed have some empanadas not the best i've had but they were still some pretty they were decent empanadas bless yes bless up all right moving on uh so there's also a hayride tour that focuses on notable areas uh in point pleasant where the mothman has been seen Ooh, i love me a good hayride yeah i'm about that there's also just like a bunch of stuff in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, that, like, you can get Mothman paraphernalia, you can get, like, shirts and mugs and stickers and, like, all this different Mothman shit because they are cashing in on this cryptid and like, using why him not? as... Yeah, right? That's the reason why I want to go. <laughs> For, like, but forget that. Like, I mean, if you've got, like, who cares whether you believe in it or not, if you've got enough people who are interested and it's an... it's a cool story whether you believe it or not and it's just innocent fun yeah why exactly not? why like, not have like, a festival for some weird thing why not have a festival why not like have a good time like we never like celebrate and like share joy with our neighbors anymore and i think that that's really like like hell like riverside a town near me just did an insect festival the other day It's amazing, but what's even more amazing is, like, I had vaguely heard about it, but I didn't really think much of it. It was packed to the gills, because it's about (laughs) so much more than fucking bugs. It's like the camaraderie, and, like, getting together, and, like, just human interaction and everything. Everyone loves a good festival. Like, fucking look at Coachella. Yeah. Yeah. And this one's about Mothman. Mothchella. Anyway, go to Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Go to the Mothman Festival. I want to be there. Eat all the pancakes. Eat all the pancakes. Pay for Uh, us to come with you. Right? If you join our top tier, (laughs) if you join the $10,000 tier on Patreon, we will bring you to the Mothman Festival. We will pay via your donation for you to go (laughs) to the Mothman Festival. You're, You're getting too specific with this. Just focus on us, Mothman, you, hanging out. Um, So getting into the movies, um, obviously one of the most well-known ones is The Mothman Prophecies from 2002, and it's loosely based on the 1975 book of the same name by John Keel. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. That's very interesting. I would read that. Yeah. Uh, this is about the, the Silver Bridge collapse one. Mm-hmm. So the description says a respected Washington Post journalist, John, and his wife are excited to start their lives in their new dream home. When John's wife tragically dies in a car accident, John sees among her possessions a sketch pad covered in the same creepy figure. 
One night, while driving from Washington, D.C., John loses his way and ends up on a deserted country highway in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, 400 miles from where he thought he was. When John decides to stay in Point Pleasant to explore the uh, reports of unexplained phenomenon in the town, he soon realizes that they may all be related, but not just to each other. But to this strange uh, sketches his wife has been obsessively drawing just hours before her death. Creepy. So it got a Rotten Tomato score of 52. Audience score of 56. Yeah. Google score of 86. Google score is usually higher for some reason. You know, I wonder... I just... I can't help but wonder if it's because more people think to go rate something on Google. I guess. Like, also, I don't know where Google's pulling their ratings from. Oh, that's a good point. That's a, yeah. that's a very good point. Uh, the critics' consensus was that it's a creepy thriller that poses more questions than answers. Yeah. And notable actors in the movie are Richard uh, Richard Greer. Yeah. Greer? Greer. Greer. Hamster boy. Or gerbil boy. Uh, uh, anyway. That's uh, another conspiracy it. theory. <laughs> One that he Laura does not Linney, enjoy. Isn't it? I I love her. I did a yes. show with her. Did you really? I really did. When she was on the big C. I was on it was supposed to be two episodes, but ended up being one. Fascinating. Right? That's so funny. She's like, she is actually the nicest person. My grandma came to pick me up because I was like not able to drive at the time. I was like barely 16. My grandma uh-huh. came to pick me up from shooting one day and she showed up way too early as is the grandma way and Mm -hmm. she was just standing like so i don't know why or how they let her in because you've got to go through like a lot of security yeah basically like she had to you have to go through a lot of security to get in and grandmas don't i walk i walk off set like when all this is said and done and she is sitting in laura linney's chair next huh. to the director watching everything that's happening on the monitor i'm i'm walking out of this like house on a set and i just see my grandma sitting there watching everybody's moves on the monitor and i'm like how did you get in here and laura with linney mothman prophecy star with mothman laura Pro- linney. well no laura <laughs> linney was sitting because she wasn't in the one scene that i was in like she she leaves halfway through the scene or left uh-huh. halfway through the scene and um, she went to go sit in her chair and she saw my grandma standing and was like, why don't you sit down? Take my seat. I was like, so sweet. Fuck Laura Linney. Like, I'll take your seat. But no. <laughs> yeah. So that's the time that Laura Linney was super nice to my grandma, who's very nice. Amazing. Hi, grandma. I love you. <laughs> Thanks for picking and, me up uh, that one time. Still don't know how you got in. <laughs> uh, Deborah Messing is also in the Mothman Prophecies. Oh, love her. Love her love so it. much. Love her to pieces. Uh, I have next... no funny stories, but like I do love her. <laughs> no, no stories of meeting Deborah Messing. She um, she gave my grandpa her chair. No, um, <laughs> um, there's 2010's movie Mothman, which is a sci-fi original movie, and I've heard about for that. Yeah, it's um, a journalist. It's always a journalist for some reason because of that uh, guy. Jer- yeah, I guess. A journalist formerly from Point Pleasant is assigned to cover the Mothman Festival, and when she gets to town, she's immediately overcome with uneasiness. As a teenager, Catherine and her friends conspired to cover up a tragic drowning. Now they're all experiencing visions that are driving them to madness. The Mothman is among them, and he won't rest until they've paid for their sins. So it's like, I know what you did last summer, but with Mothman. A little bit, but it's got an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of 20%. I know what you mothed last summer. (laughs) good I like i like that one better <laughs> subtitled that, yes uh and it's got a google score of 67 not hugely favored but you dece. know what that's okay that's okay we can't all yeah. be winners yeah. i know that better than some uh there's also another movie called eyes of the mothman that i'm getting conflicting reports whether it came out in 2007 or 2011 and um it's a documentary about the mothman's history and that got an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of 47%. Okay. Otherwise, I couldn't find too much information on it. Okay, but, like, 47, like, I mean, it's not great. It's not bad. Technically, yeah. it's 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 average, unless you're going by American grading standards, in which case it's, like, failing miserably. Um, yep. But, yeah, that's not... The last one is more recent, Ooh. and uh, I almost... I, I didn't really see this in any of the research, probably because it's not that good, but... It's called The Mothman Curse, came out in 2014. And the description is, yeah. 
The description is uh, a supernatural thriller based on the terrifying legend of the Mothman. Rachel and Katie work together in a large, empty museum, but lately Katie notices something slight. Uh, disturbing changes in her friend while a menacing dark shadow appears to be watching them uh, night after night, uh, drawing them both further into fear and madness. As they investigate deeper, the legend becomes very real and a living nightmare. So. Nope. Don't like that. It got an IMDb score of 3.3 out of 10. Oh, oh no. But guess who's in this movie, which is very weird. Like, I was on Rotten Tomatoes, and I was like, I have found no information about this. But I saw this one actor. Laura Linney. kind of stuck out. No, Steve-O. Of Jackass fame. I love him. (laughs) Of Jackass fame. He is so good. Steve-O is in this movie. No, not even just of Jackass fame. Look into his dog rescue efforts. I saw that. He rescues rescues tons of dogs. He's, like, such a good dude. And, like, he he had a rough go of it a while back. And he's just gone full circle. I love Steve-O. Yeah, but he's in the shitty Mothman movie. You know what? No, it gets a pass because Steve-O... I feel like I give uh, I out too so. many passes because I like too many people. Um, That's all right. Th- yeah, and you know what? That's okay. It's my Pollyanna coming out. Uh, as far as television goes, uh, Mothman was the focus of a segment on Unsolved Mysteries, which aired uh, July 29th, 2002. And those he things was- are creepy as shit. Yeah. Uh, he was in uh, episode two of the short-lived TV show X-Testers. Um, oh, never heard of that. Where researchers attempted to duplicate alleged photographs of the Mothman. Uh, in season one, episode five of Mountain Monsters, the crew of expert hunters and trappers attempt to capture the Mothman of Mason County, West Virginia. Uh, the Mothman is also in Weird or What, uh, episode hosted by William Shatner. That originally aired September 26, 2011. Hmm. Uh, the Paranormal Witness episode titled The Mothman Curse, um, where a couple claims to have awakened the Mothman and follows them home. Yikes. I've never, I've never really heard of many of these uh, Yeah, but TV I don't want to wake up no Mothman. Um, no. Did you include, is that the end of your TV thing? No. Okay. In season see, four, see episode how I, one. See how I do that for you? Yes. I don't just fucking bring it out, Haley. <laughs> No, you know what? <laughs> tell me. Tell me what I didn't remember. The fucking X-Files, Haley. Uh, actually, the X-Files was not on here. Oh, well. I had X-Testers, but not X-Files. Oh, there's an X-Files episode, and it has um, the Mothman, and I think it's in, like, season four. Yeah. And, because I was binging it, it's, an, it's, I think it's season four or season five, and it's got Anthony Rapp from Rent. Ooh, um, love him. Yeah, I, I threw that one in there for you, but, um. No, he, he'd love you too. Um, yeah, see, see, see. Um, and so, yeah, no, there's like a whole thing and Mulder and Skelly are like, yo, like, what is this? And like the whole like glowing red eyes. You mean eyes. like every other episode? Yeah. <laughs> Mulder's like aliens and Skelly's like, no. Um, <laughs> um, but no, the glowing red eyes is like a big motif that's used. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was like one of the things. So, um, thank you. In season four, episode one of um, BuzzFeed Unsolved, uh, Ryan and Shane travel to Point Pleasant and try to encounter the Mothman. And they also go to, like, a bunch of, uh, like, kitschy Mothman places. Like, there's a pizza place that makes... (gasps) Yeah. There's a pizza place that makes, like, a Mothman pizza. I want moth pizza. Uh, There's, like, a a coffee shop that has, like, Mothman cookies and stuff. I want moth cookies. It looks adorable. Anyway, oh, that's why I, I want to go. That's why we gotta oh, go to Point Pleasant. Oh, oh, oh. Maybe CrimeCon will will be in West Virginia next year. I don't think it will be. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. It's close to like DC. There's lots Cri- of like. It has to be like Cryptid Con. I mean, I'm not saying that CrimeCon's gonna go to West Virginia for Mothman. I'm just saying that maybe their next location will be like maybe even in like DC, and then we could drive to West Virginia. That's true. Yeah, almost heaven, um, West Virginia. In season four, no. episode five of, what did you say? I said Almost Heaven, West Virginia. Is there a town called Almost Heaven? No, it's it's the John Denver song. I don't Take listen Me Home to Country John Roads. Denver. Oh, I listen. Oh God, Ew, I listen no. to it too much because Michael loves that song. Um, and now it's grown on me. I used to Gross. only know. Fun fact: I used to only know the Campfire Song version with Mickey Mouse, but I've since evolved. No. 
Um, in season four, episode five of Monster Quest in 2010, it featured um, an episode on the Mothman. And I'm actually just trying to look up now. There was a show. I think I talked about it during our, what was it? Jersey Devil episode. Um, there was a show called The Lost Tapes. And I think it was on like Animal Planet for some fucking reason. But okay. um, I mean, he could they, be technically, it's, it's like a centaur. They could count as an animal. Yeah, depending well, on which half like, you count. Like the Lost Tapes was like all talking about um, different cryptids and stuff, and it was I think it only ran for like three seasons, as I'm trying to look up now. Hmm. And, That's um, bullshit. I think there was an episode on the Mothman. Let me just get you an episode number. Oh yes, girl, get me I an would episode think it's number. Season one. But also, I just saw that Jersey Devil was season two, so that doesn't really make any sense. Oh, yeah, Mothman was season one, mm. episode ten. Oh, see, girl, you got it. You still got it. Yeah. Don't and underestimate it's, yourself. It's, like, uh, like cringy, a little bit cringy, like, found footage, like, of a fake encounter. Okay. Of, like, this thing. But I don't know. I loved it when I was younger because I thought it was terrifying. Because you were a um, fucked up kid. I don't know what... I how watched a you, lot of I was going to say, how are you watching that shit as a kid? Though I, Do you know, I watched <laughs> I watched A Human Centipede casually on uh, Netflix <laughs> before it was like a big thing that everyone was talking about how gross it was. I just saw that it was on Netflix and I was like, all right, <laughs> like, <laughs> why not? It doesn't surprise me. Like, you say this and I'm like, of course you did. But at the same time, just like, uh, like, okay. Yeah, it's gross. All right. I guess. I mean, to be fair, I wasn't much better. When I was a little kid, I have the vivid memory. Like, every week we would get, or every day we'd get the paper, and I enjoyed reading just the very, very child of me, the comics, the advice column. What else is there to read? Oh, wait. The comics and the advice column, because it was like one one on one side, one on the other, so I just had to pull that one page out. Mm -hmm. And then the state police blotter. Where they mm-hmm. talked about all of the crimes that had gone on in the past, like, couple of days. And I have a vivid memory of being in, like, the third grade and walking up to my mom and going, Mom, what's sexual assault? Oh, God. <laughs> and you know what? She told me she'd tell me when I was older, and she still hasn't explained it to me. So I have gone my entire life. God damn. Yes. But yeah, um, no. We were both fucked uh, up kids day- in our own ways. One day I'm going to have to read the police blotter from the town that my sister lives in in montana because oh, it is yes fucking hilarious <laughs> it's very uh, they make it sound like, like nothing bad happens yes yes they make it's it sound very like, funny. like the littlest things are like the worst that happens but i'm sure there's like a deep dark secret hidden somewhere eunice's dog was stolen out of her front yard only for her to realize that she had put him in the house half an hour earlier now there was one that was like a horse Mystery was found solved. trotting down the street it was returned to its owner <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Um, Anyway, so there is a song by what Blitz Kid. Uh, It's called Genus Unknown. That uh, Mothman is the subject of this. I mean, that is fair. The Mothman's genus is unknown, as far as we know. Uh, There's actually a couple video games that have the Mothman in it. I think most well-known would probably be Fallout 76, which takes place in post-apocalyptic West Virginia. So Mothman is featured in it. Uh, He's also featured in a video game called League of Legends, named as, uh, well, it's something in German. It's Summoner UCG and then something German. (laughs) It's on the E... UW server. I wish Elliot was here to explain uh, more of the uh, video game type things. Maybe but... I'll banish him next. Oh, I could get Michael. No, that's right. Michael went to <laughs> school for video games. Okay, it's fine. Uh, it's in the video game, fine. In the video game Castlevania: Dawn of Sorrow, Mothman is one of three cryptozoology-based monsters, along with the Yeti and the quote flying humanoid which i've never heard of i don't know um, but i like it i'm about it yes so he appears again as the enemy in castlevania portrait of ruin and mothman is also ominous. a reoccurring demon in the shin minugi tensei franchise okay Me- megami megami we're gonna shin hear Me- about that megami. yes just just resign yourself to it i'm very sorry that's okay. Um, 
<laughs> I know you weren't apologizing <laughs> to me, but see here's the thing like i'll like i do my outlines and i type everything and i'm like i got this and then when i try to say it out loud i'm like nope don't got this yep no so you I think thought that i had you it but it, i didn't and have then it you don't got it okay we all have been there so, in 2018 mothman was included in a vinyl figure in cryptozoic entertainments uh cryptkins uh, like a shopkin like, yeah but this is called cryptkins and it's like one of those blind box things. Like you, you just buy like the little box and you don't know what figurine is going to be in it. And one of them is the Mothman. And maybe if you subscribe to our Patreon, maybe if I can find some of these things, I will send one to you. <laughs> <laughs> because those sound fucking adorable. And I kind of want one. Also, um, Funko Pop has the Mothman out as the um, for their Fallout series. So you can get a little Funko Pop Mothman if you're one of those Funko Pop uh, Funko Pop people. Yes. A Funko Popper? Yes. I have no idea what they're called. Can you call someone a Funko? Go funk yourself. (laughs) Go out and get a a Mothman Funko Pop. Go funk yourself. Yeah. Anyway, Why haven't they used that? Honestly, Funko Pop marketing team, hit me up. Go funk yourself? Like, why isn't that a thing yet? I'll do the marketing. Because we all know it's not kids that are buying Funko Pops. It's like pop. No. It's adults that Yeah, it's like you and me. It's you and me with like unhealthy obsessions with Parks and Rec and Harry Potter. (gasps) Ooh, I want want the little Sebastian one so bad. Anyway. I haven't seen that, but I feel like I want it now. (laughs) Um, We're going to go from zero to 100 Funko Pops real quick. Uh, This one is more our speed. Uh, There's a musical uh, entitled Mothman, the Herald of Doom. And it was written by somebody whose name I can't pronounce, right. but I will put the, it on the website. Right. Spell it. Let's give it a try. Give it the old <laughs> college try. Let's see. T-R-E-Z-E-L. T-R-E-Z-E-L. Trezel. Trezel. And last name D-A-I-G-N-E-U. Sorry. D-I-A-G-N-E-A-U-L-T. Dagenelt? Dagenelt. Dagenelt? Dagenelt? That's who wrote That's who wrote this musical. That's... And it was composed by someone with an easier name, Hannah Sautner. Thank you, Hannah. And Robin Gibson. Thank you, Robin. And it premiered at the Evergreen State College on May 10th, 2018, and Ooh, ran until close. May 12th, 2018. Ooh, also and close. <laughs> The musical centered on a reporter from the New York Times arriving in Point Pleasant to investigate sightings of the Mothman and an outcast teenage girl's own encounter with the Mothman. And why haven't I seen this? I no, think we. I was need just to see asking it. that very question. Yeah. Uh, there's also a. Um, there's a popular real play RPG podcast, which I didn't even know was a thing that could happen. I didn't. Uh, yeah, that sounds really yeah. cool. That sounds interesting. It's like, called, what are we even doing here? Yeah, right? It's called The Adventure Zone, and it features the Mothman as a side character in its amnesty campaign set in West Virginia. So I didn't know. I mean, there's tons of podcasts like ours that uh, talk about the story of the Mothman, but this is like a role-playing one, which is pretty cool. Uh, there was, I'm looking at books now. Um, the Silver Bridge by Gray Parker, uh, reprinted in 28, 2008 as the Silver Bridge, the classic Mothman tale. Um, as we already talked about, there's the Mothman prophecies. Yeah. Duh. Um, Duh. there's the Mothman's photographer. Haley. There's the Mothman's photographer, the work of an artist touched by the prophecies of the infamous Mothman. Oh, which is cool. pretty freaking cool. And there's also Touched the Mothman. By the Mothman. I love that. <laughs> Touch, love that phrase. Dutch. Not the at Mothman's all creepy. Too. Touched Meeting by the Mothman, with... starring Roma Downey. Stop it. Uh, the Mothman's photographer too. Meetings with remarkable witnesses, touched by paranormal phenomena, UFOs, and the prophecies of West Virginia's infamous Mothman. It's a little bit of a uh, mouthful. Yeah. But the, both those books are by Andrew Colvin. And there's like a whole list of Mothman books here that I will put um, in a, like a Goodreads reading list and I will post that. Oh, also uh, Lauren Coleman 
who we talked about earlier, the uh, owner of the Cryptozoology Museum. Uh, he wrote a book called Mothman and Other Curious Encounters in 2002. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. That's pretty dope. The, like, yeah. I enjoyed learning. He is a big figure in uh, pop culture. Yeah, clearly. In kind of every facet. Yeah. Musicals, merchandise, video games. Obviously, you can go on to, like, uh, uh, Etsy or something, type in Mothman. This is going to be a bunch of shit. Um, Redbubble. Anywhere that uh, Society6, lots of people do their own Mothman art, which I've found on DeviantArt and a bunch of other places, which is really, really cool. Some people draw them as, like, a cute little moth with, like, a little smiley face and red eyes. And other people draw them as, like, this it's terrifying... Like the <laughs> yes, very true. I saw this one drawing that somebody did that I'm definitely posting on the website. I think I already have it up now. Is... Uh, a drawing of the Mothman kind of sitting on top of a uh, streetlight, and there's a bunch of moths down ar- under, like around him, which is super creepy, and I love it. Maybe that's that reminds me of those moth memes, and maybe that's what the Mothman is. He's just looking for his like ultimate lamp. Yeah, it's just a lifelong quest, and like yeah, and that's why Chernobyl he, he exploded, comes... and he was like, oh, this could be it. <gasps> light, it's big. Yes. bright light. Yeah, just I, so I many bright lights. Fair. Anyway, that's the end of that. Woo! Woo! That Find was fun. all of the information on our the website. Website. Crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. That's it. That is it. I know it and this our, time. Our email, you can talk to us. Yeah, reach Crime out. Crimeculturepod at gmail.com. That I just is our heard email. a cat. Yeah, Felix is protesting. I heard him. Can you bring him up to the mic so he can make a noise like Mo did? Yeah, actually, so he's a little shit and he knows he shouldn't be. I don't know how he knows, but he knows he shouldn't be meowing. So he meowed and then immediately ran away. Like, Good. he can't get far <laughs> because the door is shut. But nonetheless, he like, yeah, he knew. He was like, I'm not supposed to talk, but I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, I love him. I love him so much. He and Mo would get along great, except they'd probably no, kill I each don't other. Think so. But, like, <laughs> their hearts are both in the right place and that they have none. Mo doesn't get along with anyone. <laughs> That's not true. He gets he gets along. He gets with along dogs. with his minions. Yes, all of his worshippers. Um, Felix, you'd have worshippers if you didn't pee so much. Oh, poor little guy. Pee shaming. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Anyway, before I fall asleep, oh, I'm sorry, baby. Go to um, uh, crimeculturepod at gmail.com. That's our email. That's our email. All of so our social is on our website, which again is crimeculturepodcast at dot tumblr dot com. Um, we have a yeah. Patreon. We do. Um, we're gonna get into that a little bit more in like a com- in like a week. We got the next week. Yeah. Yes, we got a little bit of news, but we gotta wait because Patreon is weird, and they're like, "Oh, you gotta wait till May," and we're like, "Okay, fine, I guess." Um, but yeah. Anyway, we got Patreon so, going on. Check it out. Yeah, Hit it up. Join our Patreon. Do Super it. Super fun um yeah all the other links facebook instagram we got a thousand we followers do. on instagram Woo. we hit 1k we hit 1k we hit 1k so go and follow us and tell your friends yeah we post a lot of tasty memes but also just spicy. information about the episodes and just stuff. spicy memes just hot and sometimes like We'll interact with you on there, too. Like, if you want to DM us, if you want to, like, comment. 100%. If you want to DM us on Facebook, we'll do it there. Um, Tumblr, we'll, we'll try. I'm not very good with the whole Tumblr thing. Haley's better at it than me. I know how to reblog. I know how to like. And that's pretty much, like, Low-key, I usually take care of Tumblr shit when I'm at work. So that's, that's fine. Just don't let your boss hear Sometimes this. I don't always respond. But uh, definitely on the Instagram and Facebook, we're talking to a bunch of people on both of those. So, um, yeah, we're, yeah, we're on... We're on the net, you know? We're online. <laughs> we are. That's and we're not a thousand years old like Caitlin makes a sound. <laughs> I'm I'm hip. I'm I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. The haps, what the kids are talking about these days. What's the word, dog? Anyway, before we embarrass ourselves Moving any on. further. And uh, and I gotta go because I just noticed that Felix knocked the sliding door of my closet off its track so maybe that's why he shut up <laughs> that's probably it's like when you're a kid and you fuck up royally and you're like oh but mom's yep. coming i gotta be quiet yep gotta be on anyway, my best behavior so we're gonna take care of our shit yeah and then we will see you next tuesday we will 
Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.